0: Hello and welcome to the MSL Consultant Podcast. I'm your host and founder of MSL Consultant, Aoife O'Dwyer. On this episode, I interview Ben, who's based in the APAC region and works as a medical advisor for Boehringer. In this episode, Ben provides an overview of his path to becoming an MSL and what he looks for when hiring MSLs. Enjoy. Hi, Ben, how are you today?
1: Great, thank you.
0: Thanks so much for being a guest on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me here
0: my pleasure so starting off i think it'd be great if you're able to give the listeners an overview of your educational background and how you got your first job in pharma
1: um actually i was uh, medically trained in in thailand and actually after that i was actually accepted to the the, the internal medicine program in the u.s but actually from for the first uh, uh, family issue, that's why I need I, I unable to complete my uh, internal medicine training in the US. That's why I need to move back to Thailand, and after that, I, I worked my first job in in uh in the travel me- international traveler medicine clinic uh, in Thailand, and then actually this is when i starting to interested in aviation medicine and then i get the degree the degree, uh, the, the, uh, degree in uh, aviation medicine then that's my background of my education so basically specialized in aviation medicine and as for the second question is how can i get to pharma company is actually it's quite uh it's quite unique story i would say that uh I think I quite the opposite guy less like I think it's less likely for me to join the pharma company because I'm, I I think is the pharma company is quite a, a, a devil I I, I would say that we are you, you are on, a, on the dark side yeah. or something like that Yeah but actually when I uh, interview and then know the scope of what as a, a healthcare provider can be a part of Pharmaceutical company to 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 really help the patient that actually changed my thought. Then during my first interview with my 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 past uh medical directors and also uh my 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 previous GM, actually I decided decide to uh, join the pharma. At first I didn't apply for it, but. Recruit uh, the the recruiter have like asked me that would I like to seek a new opportunity in the pharma company? And actually, that is how I really get started my my first job uh, in the pharma company.
0: that's um that's really interesting i love how you said that when you were working um in the medical side of things that you viewed pharma as the dark side um through the interview process and learning more about medical affairs and the types of partnerships that they have um with key opinion leaders and with other healthcare professionals you were able to kind of see the benefits of working for a pharmaceutical company
1: that's correct that's indeed correct
0: so in terms of your current role can you describe what you do and what your main responsibilities are
1: uh, actually, my understanding is like in fu- in in medical fair function like worldwide we got kind of like maybe different name but maybe we, we may do more or less like the same thing. But uh, as my role as a medical advisor and and the, the the my main responsibility as my role here that I'm working is actually three things. The one the main thing is I plan and execute uh, a medical strategy, and secondly I a lead and coach. Uh, my MSL team. And lastly, I uh, usually work cross-functionally as a cross-functional team member to uh, execute a brand, brand strategy and also some related projects that, that like uh, maybe like global project or a local project or initiative. I think that is uh, summar- how I summarize my uh, responsibility in my role.
0: And so when you talk about working cross-functionally, can you give an idea of the types of different departments that you work with in your role?
1: Sure. Actually, my actually the main cross-functional team that I work with is actually, for sure, the marketing team, sale team, and also market access. It's uh, the, the three functions that I usually work closely with.
0: Fantastic. And, you know, having the ability to work closely, particularly with market access, is something that's always a very rewarding experience, because it usually means that drugs will be reimbursed um, and easier to access for patients.
1: That's correct.
0: So you mentioned that you have an MSL team. When you're hiring an MSL, what qualities do you look for in a candidate?
1: Uh, I would say that I, I'm 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 more likely to uh, select my team based on their attitude and uh, their 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 uh previous like behavior. I would say that because I think the hard skill itself, the statistic, the presentation, that stuff. I think it's quite easy to to, to develop, but but the mindset, the attitude. I think it, it's very difficult to. To, to to build in in each person that I really usually look for someone who hi, have a highly accountable for for their job and they're quite agile. That, that as you know, it, especially in the COVID, uh, in the COVID pandemic, we need to agile. That we got many obst- uh, of many many problems we need to solve, and then we need to change our course of action. of action. And then the agility part is very important. And lastly, like. I want them to have like the kind of like they want to own that they feel like they own their job seriously, like entrepreneurship, that that they take let take pride in their in their work. I think from I think from the uh, listening to their experience or how they react in I mean how they, how they react in their experience about each situation is, is very kind of like show them who who they are regarding to qualification are usually looking for.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point, because as you mentioned, being an MSL, particularly in the last year with COVID, we've seen that MSLs need to adapt their communication style and how they work with um, key opinion leaders. And to your point, it is important that a medical science liaison is able to Um, respond appropriately to different situations because it is quite a varied role and they will have lots of difficult things um, to do throughout the role and they may have to work with some key opinion leaders who are a little bit difficult so the ability of an MSL to react and respond appropriately to those situations um, is very important and to your point there are certain skills that an MSL can learn like how to present and how to interpret clinical data but there are other things that are more innate their ability to Build rapport with people and that strategic mindset, which can be a little bit more difficult to teach sometimes.
1: That's correct. And actually, in addition to, to that, I think another thing is actually, uh, actually the MSL or that need, must be fit in with uh, the team and also fit with uh, the culture of the company. I think that is another important uh, point as well because otherwise I think I believe that everyone has their uh, their own unique uh, ability but uh, we need to make sure that 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 one that 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 person when get into our team or into our company they will uh, work align with our team value and also the company value and environment. I think that's another point.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point as well, because when you're hiring, you want to make sure that it. it's something that adds to the team and it doesn't disrupt the current team that is there. So a kind of a culture fit is very important. Yeah. So um, for the medical science liaisons at your company, do they have any MSL metrics or any key performance indicators that they need to hit every month to demonstrate their value to the company?
1: Actually, I think uh, the MSL or the medical fair function worldwide, that the one strict rule that we have is like we don't have like any direct uh, direct link to the sale or or something like that. I think that is universal, but that actually in in, in uh, my company that I working with, actually they have only have two main theme of how uh, the, the KPI. Actually, they uh, actually we kind of like deliver what what uh, planned event that we commit. I think that is one uh, key indicators, and the, actually another one is uh, the MSL reach that we uh, did. Did we did to measure that? Did we reach all our uh expert opinions, uh key expert opinion in our uh, in our MSL list. I think that's is the two main KPI of of the kind of company I'm working for.
0: Yeah, um you're completely right. Obviously the MSL metrics shouldn't be related to sales and I think there is more of a push in the industry now to have more uh, qualitative metrics as opposed to quantitative metrics. So as you mentioned, the actual, the execution of certain projects, I think is a really, really good way for MSLs to demonstrate their value to the business and show that their activities are strategically aligned and they're able to add value, not just to KOLs and to patient organization groups, but also internally to the company. Yeah. Um, So just to finish up, what is one thing that you are most proud of in your pharma career?
1: Well, I think... Uh, among the three things that I value most in my life is, actually, I think I value most about that I, I have ability to try a new different thing every day. I like quite value uh, the, the way that I be able to improve uh, uh, like people's life. And lastly, that... Uh, able to support people development by sharing my experience. The one thing that is very difficult to, to do without working with pharma company is actually improve like people life massively. The one thing that I, I quite uh, impressed, is not just only a one project, actually one scope or project that I, uh, one thing that I usually work with the uh, medical association and work with the government to improve the, the healthcare um uh, in Thailand my is my home country in Thailand is actually actually for example the, the angel project i would say that this type of project but one one project that i actually we we finished or uh, not finished we are, all, are currently ongoing is actually the, the the angel initiative of uh, actually it is a global initiative that to improve the stroke stroke care in in patient that's i think it's very uh, impact uh, I think it's it make me very proud because actually I see that my work that i I do actually improve that uh, the the health care of the stroke patient care in Thailand uh, dramatically and continuously every year that each year the mortality of uh, the mortality as a result of our project is uh, is, is improving the, the quality of care of stroke care in Thailand is improving the uh the i mean all the patient outcome is getting better and better every year and actually for the last couple of years actually thailand get uh a hospital in thailand get many awards from world stroke organization regarding the 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 high quality of their uh their stroke care in in each hospital that's actually that that Quite make me proud, and that that because that I be able to, uh, make a lot of impact in 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 my home country to to the uh, to the patient in Thailand. That's I think that's the one thing that I I quite uh quite proud of. And then currently we got uh moved to another kind of like different disease that we can be able to improve the patient lives as well. That's why all this kind of activity that I be able to make the impact to large scale of patient in Thailand, usually the one I uh, usually proud of as working with a pharma company.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. I think um, what you're saying there, having the ability when working in medical affairs to actually positively impact the lives of patients um, is massive and definitely something to be proud of. It's definitely something that when I worked in academia, I felt very far removed from the patient, whereas when I transitioned Mm -hmm. into pharma, I felt like the actions I was doing and the decisions um, that I was making and the conversations I were having on a day-to-day basis um, actually had the potential to positively impact the patient. Um, So yeah, definitely something to be very proud of.
1: Yeah, I quite agree with that.
0: So um, thank you so much for your time today. And it's really great to get an insight into your experience um, and how the work that you do as a medical affairs professional can have a positive impact on the patient and on the therapeutic area in which you work. Um, I can leave your LinkedIn details in the show notes for anyone who's interested um, to hear a little bit more about you. Um, But thank you so much uh, for your time today.
1: Thank you.